April 25, 2020. It's a Watt from Pedro show.
Pedro Show. Happy Saturday. It was foggy here in Pedro when I was hobbling around, but now sun burned all that away. I think it's going to be maybe up to 80, they said, Pedro. Uh, 
We start off The Promise from John Coltrane live in 1963. And then Reverend Fred Lane, Fred Lane with Upper Lip of a Nostril Man. And uh, yeah, Brother Matt, we're still in quitting quarantino mode, so he's three miles south of me at the Lug Grotto on the Preserve Point. But I'm not man alone because the wonders of those software engineers in Estonia with their Skype, I got Tim Reed. Where where you uh, call uh, talking to me from, Tim? Uh, Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's it in Tennessee, is it? You yeah. Because, well, you know, you you're part of this batch of Knoxville people I've had on, but you're actually not Knoxville. You're you're near, but not there. So yeah, but, originally from uh, even more extreme places. That, that's right. That's right. <laughs> in fact, it, it, it's kind of trippy. It reminds me of these guys from. Uh, I think it was Lafayette in Louisiana, somewhere in Louisiana or Shreveport. Uh, they became uh-huh. the residents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weird kind I, of. Remember, I told you I saw the DVD uh, "Ice Pick to the Moon," and uh, it just related to me. Just the way the movement was was all these separated little tiny bits of infection petri dishes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, your, 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 your addition or version is really interesting but I want to go before that even uh, Tim, go, what's your f- earliest musical recollection? My earliest musical recollection mm, I'm trying to I don't know, I, it's, it's mixed with visual, probably that the first movie I ever saw was uh, that I remember was Singing in the Rain Gene I think Kelly. that damaged me a little bit Gene Kelly yeah and, uh, yeah, there's a lot of singing. Th- th- those were the days of the musicals, right? Right. Right. So, I mean, music's a big part of that stuff. Uh, I'm curious, the pad you grew up in, was there instruments? Uh, well, yeah, we we all listened to a lot of, uh, I remember 78s and... I, I, you know, I, I, my sister played the piano, and so there was I eventually band. played uh, in the junior high school band. Okay, but so we were all kind of, they were all kind of music lovers. There, there's a piano in the pad there. Yeah. Uh, you were, were you forced to take lessons? Uh, no, she took lessons. I, I just. Uh, I played the I, I played the flute eventually eventually and um, I played other things like that recorder and harmonica all those little dinky soprano instruments and, but, <laughs> that's what I started out on but this is stuff that was part of the school program I, mean, I asked people about this because a lot of schools yeah. have, have closed down their music department I know it's terrible yeah fucked up so in school you played the little soprano trips the yeah. tubes with holes in them. Yeah, tubes with holes. <laughs> All right. Uh, tubes with holes. Were you in the marching band? Uh, I was for one year. I see. I, I think I did three years. I did three years in junior high school, and I kind of enjoyed that. And they were going to have a symphonic band at the, the high school, and then they they decided they were you had to be in the marching band. But I was in that for like a, a year, and I, I didn't didn't like it that much. And you, well, the band director didn't really like me, so that was. <laughs> and did, were you on the flute? Uh, yeah. So I heard that's kind of tough because it bounces around, you know, but it is light. That's well, oh, it's light. Thing. But you know, if if you're playing like uh, clarinets and and flute in a marching band, nobody hears you anyway. Ah, that's yeah. you're marching right by them. You know, if you're playing in a stadium or something, that <laughs> that all fades out. Kind of Marcel, and, and all you hear are the trumpets and uh, you know some of the. 
mostly brass. Yeah, yeah. Well, I heard the easiest was the bone because the big mouthpiece. My friends who had to do, yeah. I never did it. I, this is just what I heard. Yeah. Uh, can you remember the first record you bought for yourself? Uh, God, uh, the bought for my. I can remember the first record I bought as a gift for my sister was uh, was uh, you really got me the forty five. Kinks. Yeah, that was say uh, nineteen. Was sixty four. Sure, sure. And great, great. Uh, I think Jimmy Page does a solo or something. Somebody told me. Uh, what was the first gig? Oh, really? I, That's why oh, I heard. I yeah, he was, was a big side Dave. He's like uh, he's the lead guitar on my generation and shit too. I heard. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He's that's why he put together. He bought the Yardbird name because Sideman in a a studio doesn't do the same thing as uh, playing gigs, as far as the bones. Oh yeah. Anyway, not to get all tangent out. uh, What was the first gig you saw? Oh, oh God, I don't know. Uh, Golly, it may be. It may have been uh, Sergio Mendez in Brazil '66. Wow. I think, wait, 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 no, that wasn't it, because I saw something when I was like five or six. All right. Uh, it was uh, actually Roger Williams in uh, Tuscaloosa High School Auditorium. Okay. That was the, I think that was the first gig I ever went to. You call that a gig. So Tuscaloosa, you grew up in yeah, that's college it. The, pian- the pianist, Roger Williams. Yeah, you grew up in a college town, okay. Uh, I've, I've played that town, not, not in... Long time, but there used to be regular gigs there. Oh, um, like like where? Fuck, what was it called? Like uh, that's the, that's the name. Fuck, what was it? Yeah, that was it. Fuck, what was it called? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Maybe like that fucking hat, or the Hound Tooth, Bear Bryant's uh, fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was something named after that. I remember I played a couple times. The cat named Earth Dog got me some gigs there, but then it it kind of dried up. Yeah, was kind that of, kind of uh, square, 20 years you know, ago? Frat, frat schools are kind of square, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> I probably wouldn't have gone to that place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Well, a farmer would tell you if you want a good crop, use a lot of manure, you know. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, I, I want to play here a French toast man. Falls right over dead 
And his stomach bursts open and his liver pops out Everybody stands around with their hands on their mouths They really are disgusted Then the French toast man comes from right around the block And puts it in his French toast sock When we get out and do all the work it's going to take to return the earth to its original grandeur. Like Wendell Berry said, our biggest job is restoring the topsoil. I stopped at the Jasper store. I bought a fountain Pepsi to go with the drap of rum I had in my shoulder bag. Went across the street and sat on a hill looking down at a tumbling waterfall on the Willamette River. I downed the drink, pitched the empty cup in a trash can, and in a moment of exuberance raced down the hill to check out the waterfall. I leaped over the roots of a tree. One of the bastards reached up and grabbed me by the foot, and I went tumbling ass over teacups, face foot, face first into the rocks alongside the creek. has a way of straightening you out, even when you are hunched over, barely able to walk. I gave the waterfall a baleful, hated look and clambered back to the car, teeth gritting, 
hated look on my face. Forearm wet from blood, no doubt, but I wasn't going to look at that. Forearmed, but not forewarned. Blinded by the light, and isn't it funny? Just how you think you're careening into the heights of fourth dimensional awareness, the third dimensional material world rises to slap you down. Hello, oh beautiful. <laughs> anything. Misplaced, perhaps. Eyeballs on the fried ice cream instead of on the ball. There's always been a battle of freedom against rampant consumerism with advertising banging on our brows. It takes a twist of the attention apparatus to focus on the good stuff, to do the good work. After that, the will to follow your bliss. Don't forget the day job to pay the bills. There's not too many pranksters tooling down the streets aboard a multicolored bus these days, but they are out there spread thin, for that is the nature of the beast, to proclaim loudly and colorfully in a large mass, then disperse like the proverbial rings in the water, where the boulder got tossed, going farther out across the, the land. Forget about getting there. Move forward. Chart your course, your own course. Buddy up. The magic isn't gone. It's waiting to be found. Keep your eyes open. Our herd of like ilk is growing. But we must also learn the art of cloaking ourselves in invisibility so the media circus doesn't spotlight our glow. You may think you're alone, but you're not. <laughs> no, no.
A challenge is to feel A challenge to Try if you may If you go ahead and fall Take a photograph Tear out some pages Every morning I wake up Go Tulip, it could be a tremendous black upside-down tulip. It could be a black fish's tail. It could be a day artistically cramped and buoyant in its taped-together way. Tell me now, you'll never go Is it yes, or is it no? Are you leaving? I reach out and touch your face Put in the clip, take every lane Pull back the hammer What is this thing called woe? Tell me now, just what you know I'll take you to a place you've never seen Someone turns and is alarmed I did not mean to bring them harm But suddenly I hold them in my arms Throughout the years Has made us callous 
to our peers. Why don't we be nice? Who lost in beer that makes us live at such antiquated fears across the brown rice? I wish I had a hand grenade, a great escape, and you'd leave me alone, all alone. I'm crying in my lonely room, eating snowflakes like there's no tomorrow. There's no tomorrow. For Peter's show, yeah, French Toast Man, Reverend Fred Lane, and then Gareth Sager is tired of being alone. Ken Babs, fuck, it came too late for Wednesday's show, but Earth Day 2020 for real. He's up in uh, Eugene. Uh, Bilge Pump out of Leeds. Are you there, Jude? It's me, Barry. Mike Magnetta, Surface, New York City stuff. Lauren, ADW. Chelsea Light Moving, Thirst Band before he's got now. Uh, Telegraph, Cat Beats a Drum from Guided by Voices, uh, Tulip, which is Cat Beefheart, reading a poem of his, and finally Reverend Fred Lane with Pneumatic Eyes. So, <laughs> I remember that one. Do you remember? That? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, I mean, this record came out quite a while ago, right? Yeah, well, uh, when the first one came out, actually came out. The, the solo record came out in uh, 83. Okay. Uh, the Redolinus Pataphysical Review came out in 76. Yeah, that's the one I'm, th- I'm thinking of. Yeah, we did covers of uh, My Kind of Town and Volare. Okay, and... so d- just to describe the situation, because this is kind of before the, the movement, you know. Maybe there was a little bunch of stuff in New York with the Heartbreakers and stuff, and Ramones, but were you guys aware of that kind of stuff? Uh, I'd, I'd no, no, I don't think into no. I wasn't aware of that until a couple of years yeah, yeah. after. Like we, we, I think we first were in the. Uh, we we actually started marching in the homecoming parade. Speaking of marching, and I ended up marching uh, in the homecoming parade at seventy four with the the Rodellinus Pataphysical Review. I mean the Rodellinus. Marching Vegetable Band. Okay, because okay. The, uh, I should get that right. The Pataf- <laughs> That's an Alfred Jari trip, right? Yeah, Alfred Jari. Um, yeah, he he discovered the science that covers the the laws uh, of the, the exceptions of laws. The ex- <laughs> laws of the exception of laws. Yeah, a parody science. Right, a parody science. He he didn't make it long, right? Just to his early thirties or something. Yeah, he was someone there. Yeah, and his last request was if he could have a could I have a toothpick? Then he then he <laughs> kicked off. 
Okay. You got to go out. You know, at the bottom of uh, Dee Dee Ramon's uh, gravestone. Okay. I, bye. I got to go say bye now. You know, he used to say that shit. I didn't know that was like a regular thing for him. It's on his fucking gravestone. Anyway. I got to go. So, so in a way, did you guys like kind of infiltrate this, this homecoming, a, kind of a bum rush? Uh, well, it was, uh, I don't know. We didn't think about it that much back then, but it was just a, a natural thing that we, you know, there was, there, were, there was all kinds of, um, fraternities and sororities that were doing, you know, just not even vaguely racist stuff, but dressing up and doing almost blackface and, and having grass skirts and, and, um, all that stuff. And then we were in the middle of it. And so it just kind of blended in. Um, (laughs) and it was interesting to kind of mingle with them because we normally wouldn't have, have, you know, they wouldn't have spit on us, but I remember standing in a uh, washer dryer uh, costume one year, I had a square box that was a washer dryer and my hands were on the inside wearing white gloves. I had a black shirt on, so it looked like, you know, it was magic. I was, I was uh, juggling clothes in there and it had a screen on the front. It was just a little mirror where you could open the door and, um, some guy, I pissed some guy off or something, and he was, I thought he was going to hit me or something. <laughs> it was really strange. I was just, I started laughing because I had a Clorox uh, bottle on, as a mask. So it's like it was a Clorox bottle sitting on top of a washer dryer. That would be very and appropriate these days. It, it was, uh, it was, it was funny. But, you know, what was he going to do? Hit me. I didn't have any arms to, you know, that were inside of a box. I mean, yeah, clothes. Yeah. Or, or a straight jacket. One of my drummers, here's some wisdom. If you're going to get in a fight with the bass player in the in the van, don't do it inside a cock sack, uh, a sleeping bag, because you can't use your arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got all advice. socked up in the face. So good advice. So, so yeah. So so this the, the first gig was actually working uh, marching in a parade. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We didn't really have gigs before that. We just kind of snuck into the uh, the uh, University of Alabama band room. Somebody knew how to get in the window, and they opened it up. And we went in there and played all the instruments. I mean, they've been left left everything like it was. Oh wow! Or you mentioned what kind of diseases you could have spread now. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I remember the disinfected like kind of bowl for the mouthpieces and shit it was like ridiculous like they all go into one big like butter tub and where, <laughs> that was here in uh pedro yeah, high. yeah i did 10 weeks of clarinet and then the mr luna the teacher said uh it'd be better you know i try hard but you know stop wasting everybody's time and shit like that so i never <laughs> had another music, oh, music class but th- these guys uh, at least was a resource because i'm thinking back to those days I mean, it's a college town, but and there's clubs, right? But what are they doing, like covers, copies? Oh, probably. I don't think I ever even went to, in that time, uh, like in my teens and 20s, I don't think I really went to any clubs. This wasn't a a thing that I did, but uh, we used to go in the end of, like, we'd go back to the back of uh, fraternities and stuff and and collect bottles for deposits. That was about as close as I got to the clubs. Okay, okay. (laughs) 
and uh, because I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of like this 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 unit that you took on the parade. What well, well, would you say? There's some theater to it. Oh yeah, yeah. We we uh, in fact we did we did a couple of stage productions. None of us were in the. Uh, I think maybe the, our our uh, guy that the uh, Dick Foot, the guy that did the uh, tenor sax, um, it, it, he his name was uh, actual name was uh, Roger Haggerty. I gave everybody names, but uh, we all had fake names. <laughs> but he, um, I think he was in, in theater or broadcasting or something. I don't know. Somehow they got us a a way to us a phone phone call. They got us a, uh, a, a use of the uh, the, the a theater there. It was like a this really nice had a really nice sound Morgan Auditorium, and we also got to play at Ferguson uh, Theater, which was for mostly for motion pictures and lectures. But uh, we um, somebody was in the music department. Uh, Ladonna Smith was it Don Smith on the on the records, she got us a a way to perform at the uh, this crazy stuff in front of a live audience. <laughs> it was kind of miraculous the way it happened. And it went down. Like, did, Luke. did it go down like a musical gig, or did it go down more like a play? Uh, yeah. Well, well, the first one, yeah, they were more like like uh, uh, like a vaudeville, you know, just one. One act after another, we we just created the acts. Most of them had the same people in the acts. It was just diff, different combinations. Yeah, different different um, sets. And then the, the the Reverend Fred Lane. This evolved out of an act, uh, like one of uh, this big vaudeville trip. Uh, yeah, that I just had this uh, this name that I got uh, uh, probably in nineteen seventy three. This stationery printed up with from the desk of Reverend Fred Lane, and I sent people letters out on that, and then it, that turned into a Xerox magazine called the Fred Lane Newsletter, which morphed into the uh, Naked Women Overthrow the Government Quarterly, and that kind of morphed into Liquid Basketball, and that morphed into the Steam Plywood tri Triannual, and that was the, and then then they ended after that. But th th these are all they're all zines. Uh, pardon, I couldn't hear that. They're all zines, like uh, fanzines. Oh yeah, fans. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. They they were kind of like that, but they were all. It was all made up stuff, and I had a whole staff of uh, of uh, reporters and uh, editors who, who were all me. So, <laughs> oh, this wrote under it was each one man piece. job. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. When, when, <laughs> man, <laughs> man, were you aware of this, uh, Greg uh, Hill and Carrie Thornley and the? Uh, Discordian people? No, no. Yeah, because I mean that was a real small group too. And yeah, this is like out, we were like an island. Yeah, it, uh, they started doing mimeographs and shit of this the thing that became the Principia Discordia and tripping hmm. kind of, and then and then some of the, that had influence on uh, more around this time. You're talking about the the subgenius uh, 
Oh yeah, the uh, Bob, Ivan Stang, the uh, Reverend Bob, Church of the Subgenius. Yeah, I really, I really liked that stuff when I first read it. There were those little pamphlets. But, but but were you aware of this at that time? No. Oh no, no, no. no I, this was years. I didn't. I don't think I discovered the Church of the Subgenius in probably the late seventies or early eighties. Okay. As I remember it. I, so so it was definitely a parallel universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really, I really dug that stuff, though. Yeah, but isn't it a trip how these things were going out there at the same time, but not being connected? Uh, yeah. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. So I wonder if there was something in the water. Yeah. <laughs> something in the. Oh, air. definitely. Yeah. There's stuff there. There's the a there's a chemical plant and a paper paper mill. Yeah, it's all in the water. Okay. Okay. Was there was there a record store in Tuscaloosa? There, everybody hung out. No. Uh, there was one called the Dickery. Yeah. And then there was another one. Uh, yeah, that, that was replaced by Oz Records. And there was another one later, I think, by the maybe 79 or early 80s, that was uh, called the Vinyl Solution. And they had good that stuff? Run, that was run by uh, George Hedgedakis. And he... Uh, yeah, that was that was around for a while, well until records went went, went away. <laughs> well, I just bring that up because here, the little record stores were a big part of the movement. That's where you met these people. Besides at the gigs, you know. So I was wondering mm-hmm. if you had something like that in Tuscaloosa, or, or what? What a coffee house or some shit like that. Yeah, I think we all met around the university somewhere. The, um, it was on the campus. Okay. Yeah, they would. Everybody just kind of knew knew each other, and everybody was doing uh, art. And uh, there was hardly anybody in the theater. I don't know why he ended up <laughs> that way. It was just, I think some. There may have been Roger, like I said, Dick Foot was taking uh, some kind of maybe a minor in that, and we we just ended up there were. Yeah, artists, artists, and musicians all ended up. Some of us were musicians. Most of us weren't musicians. You so. know, that's when colleges used to be breeding ground of crazy stuff. Look, we're at the end yeah. of the first hour, April 25, 2020. Tim Reed, special guest. Hold tight for hour two. April 25, 2020, second hour of the Watt for Pedro show. Full back, his thumbs are long. He makes a fist and he sings this song. A man wants to smell like a man, to crumple a can in the palm of his hand. This is a man. Where does he live? Where does he live? The man with the full back ears in his car. In his car With his clothes outside his skin They clip your toenails for a dime He used to do it all the time He'd snip them off and file them down And then he'd ride back into town Thank <laughs> you. 
The man with the full back ears He picks his nose and he takes a call He jumps the curb and hits the dog <laughs> Ah! 
My old man was young once, so the photo album claims. Flip the page, the baby jumps some twenty years and change. From the cradle to the naval base, a newlywed recruit through the boot camp of the family man in a loose civilian suit. But it was anchors away now. Singing courage, service, truth. All them anchors will weigh you down if you ain't fit for blue. What did I know about it then? What do I know now? I have known the kind of man it takes to keep the vow. To keep the vow. I just thought he cut me off, saying that's what you get for thinking. I remember thinking that's probably not the best lesson for kids. And although that was just something he said, when I see what I get with my thinking, I get to thinking there may have been some kind of genius in the effortless way he just did. I learned your word is one thing. If you give it out, but silence fans the fires a man requires to keep the vow. What did I know about it then? What do I know now? I have known the kind of man it takes to keep the vow. Curled up in one footprint, one giant laugh, one giant pain. Did the sickness and the treatment shrunk him down to just a man? A shrinking man still tinkering with my old busted car. When his wedding ring must have slipped into the muddy yard. At least that's what he figured when he knew. Mississippi's glistening green. Another summer is softly calling off the search for missing things. But I have found that something kept to keep me company on these nights when me and my old man go digging into dreams. Did I know about it then? What do I know now? I have known the kind of man it takes to keep the veil. I can only hope as I propose to man the outpost now. I'll be on the memories of the man it takes to keep the veil. 
shooter, master sergeant to the drill instructor. There's no way life is a gun down. Splitting no heads, strictly full of squares. I think I'll move to another town. Said the drill instructor to the master sergeant who was walking in the door. Let's top the squad and start a party. Come on, you grunts, let's go, man, go with me. We didn't let summer and I dressed in blues at the ball. Twist just like we did it, Harris Island. Come on, my ninja, let's take her out of all wheel twist. Twist, 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 let's twist. Live a twist. We don't want to fuss and fight. We just want to twist all night. We don't Get on your feet and show yourself And all the chicks will soon agree That you one red hot swinging marine Let the necklace twist Twist, let the necklace twist Twist, let the necklace twist Twist, let the necklace twist Let's twist, twist Lot for Peter show start the second hour with Reverend Fred Lane. The man with the full back ears. That's me. Yeah, full back ears. That's trippy. Uh, Bella from Barcelona after that with the conversation con el Higalanista. Mega Dada out of Trieste, Panamic. Moldoman out Balmore with Orban the Cuss. Citizen Klein out of Canada, Lucery. Corey Brandon in the vow. And finally, Twist, Leathernecks, Twist. Reverend Fredley, tell me about this record. Where was it recorded? This album. Uh, the you mean Ice Pick to the Moon or or the the, the, uh, the one that came or, out for uh, that you recorded first, the one in the seventh. Oh, the the, uh, the the from the one that cut you was actually parts of it were recorded in uh, Trans Improvisation Studio, which was Davy Williams and Ladonna Smith's studio. And then we recorded some of it there, and and the first, um, I think two two or three songs we recorded were from a production of from the one that cut you at um, 
Morgan Auditorium in November of 1976. That was in Tuscaloosa. That was all in Tuscaloosa. And some some of it was recorded at the Northport Chamber of Commerce in uh, Northport, Alabama, which is, you know, right in the same place, actually. In the Chamber of Commerce? There was a recording studio? Yeah, it eventually became an art center, but it was really an an art center, a a Chamber of Commerce that doubled as an art center, and eventually the art center took over, and the Chamber of Commerce moved out where to some McCrory's that had turned turned a shopping center into a into a chamber of commerce. It, they, they, it was a strange place. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, none yeah. of your friends was making records. This was kind of a new kind of trip, right? Whose idea uh, was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. The the um, we had recorded this. Uh, the first record we recorded was the nineteen seventy five production of um, the Redolinus Pataphysical Review, which were like vaudeville uh, musical acts just back to back. And I did a couple of, you know, fake monologues. Yeah. Because uh, actually that was the first time I appeared as uh, Fred Lane on stage. That was, that was the, I think was in February or March of 1975. And I just appeared on stage and the pants didn't show up for the rehearsal. So the next, so I just went on stage in my in my underwear, uh, with with uh, with somebody. I borrowed tuxedo. It's one of these frilly seventies tuxedos that were really tacky looking. Yeah, big. Ass uh, that's what I liked. And so the next day, they they the pants came back the next day. But I said, well, I just I just like it without the pants. So I, I went that way ever since. <laughs> yeah. And uh, were the band aids there yet? The what? The band-aids on the head. And shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah, I put the band-aids on there because, well, I was 21, and I, and I yeah. still had kind of an acne problem, okay. which had always been a problem. But uh, So I said, oh, I just, I'm going to put makeup on. No, I'll just put band-aids over everything. It would be kind of a... What about the glasses with the eyes? Oh, I, I, wore, I didn't... I, do like the, I didn't make those until we did a picture, I think, in 1981, and I cut those out of... I had worked at a record store in uh, Tuscaloosa, and I got this Tanya Tucker poster from because the country music wasn't their big thing to sell the students back then. So I got all the the excess stuff. So I got a couple of Tanya Tucker posters, and I cut the eyes out, and I glued glued her eyes in my glasses and put those on. So that's those are her eyes. I want to play uh, from the one that cut you. What you're talking about? Okay. Slipped 
You fell, you screamed, impaled Oh, I cut you, please don't make a scene I rake your arm with a toy brush I sit here, I'm looking for a bar of soul As I'm watching it swell you swear not to tell that I cut you. Please don't make a mess. I cut you. Here. I hope the pain is gone. This is the one that cut you. He is. Don't worry about Jimmy. I will take care of him the same way I took care of you. Love you. I can tell.
trucks by the highway, a high and tight feeling, truck stop meals rolling down forever, red and yellow trucks must have run on and on, now sit quietly with dark windows, staring and waiting sadly by the highway, love that feeling though, always leaving them going back home, I've, I've had trucks before, old trucks roll on forever, and those little yellow trucks could be my toys, much loved friends flying up and down highways, wondering just where my truck will end up. Pointed at a road somewhere, until then I fly, looking for cool places to bike and canoe, always a kid again, just to need another highway and another good old truck. First they ran out of places to stand. Then they ran out of time. That was all so long ago. You think they were fighting over food? And now the bodies piled high. Left in a hot air
tackle pajamas on the auto. Don't spill no gasoline. Buy a pipe with the cardigan open. That's for me. I rock the VAR on your shoulder, honey. Dig the buffer net flush at you for mental relaxation. I'll do. Knock on my cleats. Walk to the plate. Light up a smooth caramel. Pull out a flash, fill up a glass Smack the raid on the bad boy's head Grab the pills and smash that creep Change the channels and grip my feet If you don't lock on my sideburns God bless you For Pedro Show from the one that cut you, Reverend Fred Lane. DMF after that with Pathetic, Joe Brewer, Old Trucks, Chinese Herbal Medicine with Until We Fuck It Up Again, Luke Winslow King, Hard Sick Blues, Andre Vita 202 CCC, and finally Reverend Fred Lane, Hittite Hot Shot. So, uh, you know, re- watching the DVD, uh, did you kind of like you evolved from a monologue to like a band leader, right? Uh yeah. Well, 
Yeah, we did, I just kind of stepped in for that because they needed an MC, something to hold all of the, right, right. the musical acts together. So I would come in and kind of semi-insult some some of the acts that came on or, or you know, critique them briefly. And I did these, uh, this first monologue I, I did was a, a joke about Eleanor Roosevelt that um, that Lanny uh, was, I think he's E. Baxter put on the, from the one that cut you record. Yeah. He gave me this joke, but he didn't give me the punchline to the joke. So I just kind of left, left the joke there. And we had all this fake applause and laughter that every time I said a joke, it was mostly stuff that I think they recorded from the Bangladesh concert with uh, George Harrison or something. But they would put all the, and there would be these uproarious, you know, applause and stuff when I would say something so I don't know how many people were in there probably a hundred people in the audience maybe 125 so they 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 kind of went you know it it kind of encouraged them to applaud or not applaud Um, (laughs) whether you call that can shit so so when do you when do you you actually get get the band together um well, we there was in that particular production of the Redonis Pataphysical Review. There were several bands within yeah, right, the band, right. but we we just started playing together like a year before that. In the uh, started out in the University of Alabama band room where they, where the the jazz band and the orchestra played, and we just, we would just play in there, and it, it kind of went from there. And then we decided we needed some names for the show, so I, I gave. The trombone guy was also an artist named Craig Nutt. He's still around, and uh, he played trombone. And um, yeah, I named him Ron Pate. It was kind of a part of pataphysical uh, Pate, and again, other people uh, names as they as they would play their solos. I would just basically name them. I have a bunch of things in my head, and name them immediately. So the one of them was Abdul Ben Camel, was uh, my friend uh, Ted Bowen, who played bass upright bass he had a fez and he has a strange looking place he looks kind of austere or mysterious and uh what was the question you get the band together <laughs> so you're you're actually the cat that's forming the cat you know these guys obviously they play and shit but you're you're kind of giving them the roles which becomes the Fred Lane band, I guess, or the, yeah. or the yeah. Bella Pathophile. Well, that's what it started off as, right? And then you kind of morphed it into this kind of vehicle for Fred, Reverend Fred Lane. And so, some of them appeared fictionally in the uh, the Naked Women Oversaw the Government Quarterly and the Liquid Basketball. They, they were in that publication. A bunch of Xerox sheets uh, stapled together, basically. But, but the band does start doing after this uh, the the big gig at the Morgan uh, Auditorium, whatever. It, you guys start doing gigs. You didn't do that many gigs, right? No, we didn't. There was no place to, for us to play. That would be the only place that where we could make our own venue. So that the Morgan Auditorium thing came up about a year and a half after um, the Pataphysical Review, which had been in Ferguson Auditorium. Right. right. But the, the second one was like something I wrote out a script for and everything. And it was supposed to, uh, the premise was I was just telling the audience about my summer vacation. But that was just an excuse to to uh, glue a bunch of uh, blackout sketches and song song performances together. 
And I think it, the, it starts Alfred out Hitler. with, uh, I think Hitchcock we did a version. That, Hello. The, uh, the MacGuffin. Yeah. Yeah. You need, you need a thing to, yeah, to, to stick it together. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> so it started, it started with me singing. Hello, young lover. I think, I think hello, young lovers. I think I shot my wife on that song. I can't remember. Anyway, I was, I was dragging her body around the stage. This is, this is 1976. Now yeah, we wouldn't do yeah. that today, but, uh, I, there was, and you see that was, and then it ended with, um, um, my, my death. And I think the death of Ron Pate and we're resurrected at the end. And somehow I, I morph into a, a, a got a, a green rabbit, a giant green rabbit. And, and, uh, we sing fun in the fundus. And that was, that was the end of the show. One of the funnest, I think, was the first officially written Fred Lane song. Okay, okay. Since you know you were too big for Tuscaloosa, did you ever think about like touring this around? Uh, no, we t well, we 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 started out uh, kind of we um, showed it to some some uh, people that we tried to get it, and we started out small. We started out trying to get it in Birmingham Southern and UAB, and I think that's as far as we got because they were. We would send them a presentation, but then uh, I don't think they knew what to make of it. It was, there, it was, kind, of, it was kind of conservative there, yeah, but, especially at that time, as you can imagine. Yeah, a little bit. And it's pretty crazy stuff. <laughs> We're at the end of the second hour, April 25, 2020, Dishwap Peterson, special guest Tim Reed. Hold tight. Hour three. April 25, 2020. It's the third hour of the Lot for Pedro show. I wear a cheap suit, look at my wristwatch. Talk to my haircut, read the times. Eat breakfast with the bell. Go to the men's room and fix my ties. Every hair in place, every strand divine. I make a note of the bellhop He said your legs were fine He said he forced you with a pair of pliers When you happened to be surprised He didn't use the utensils That the Kleinville had supplied It's such a similar story So then you glanced over in a thigh Every time I reach for glory I think I'm getting such a real goodbye The moon echo plex, the night was inviting with a bellhop, dream walked in. He checked his front till your legs were biting. Business smelled of formaldehyde. Smile shone as starlight. You were so sublime. He smoothed back his hair just to make an impression. The door was ajar and the laundry piled high. He entered and noticed the pair of pliers with a special something in mind. He looked at you, he looked at the pliers. That's when he noted your legs were fine.
coin in the slot, eat a wafer, to who the mezzanine comb my hair, have a discussion with the bellhop, make a blowtop with a bottle of nip. <laughs>
Pedro Show start third hour off with I Talked to My Haircut, Reverend Fred Lane. In the Trash Comedy Jam 3, Crane, Between Us Two. He's also based in Trash Chris Burns, Funeral Suite for Your Sweet Funeral. And Call Me Wayne, Reverend Fred Lane. So, how, how, how does it end up? I mean, you guys, you, you, you fall apart, right? I mean, you make these recordings, but it looks like there's no gigs. Or... 
What, what? Uh, well, I don't know. We, we we didn't plan it that way, but... Uh, well, yeah, I'm not saying you plan it that way, but yeah. what was but, the eventuality is what I'm asking you, Tim. Yeah, and finally, we, we finally get some gigs like 40 years later, and then there's this... Oh, yeah, yeah, the, I want to get to that, but I, yeah. I'm still back in those older days. Like, Oh, do that, yes. Let's say, like, 83, right, the, the second one comes out. You guys yeah. still aren't playing gigs? Uh, no. Okay. No. What, so, what, uh, there's a couple gigs in the 70s, right? And that's it. Until. Yeah. That was uh, the, just the things that we had created for ourselves, the gigs that. That's right. Know, but. The world for your world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, that's kind of trippy. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, yeah. Yeah, you know, 19 years I've been doing the show, and I have people on, and they're in bands, and they do gigs and stuff. (laughs) This band, a little different. But you guys, you do get back together after, what, like 40 years, right? Yeah. So tell us about that. Um... Like, how did it happen? (laughs) Well, this wasn't wasn't really... It was more of uh, me starting the band. There was only one person on that that had been in the original one. Only one. I mean, a couple of people had, had passed away. Right, right. Okay. Uh, but back, yeah, there were, were Shimmy Disc had released uh, uh, Corio Jerome. Um, and then we were supposed to do another. Uh, group of songs and it was going to be um i speak to the moon so that was that would have come out in 1990 but there was uh, kramer that kramer uh, the guy that ran that wasn't really paying anybody and he got in a bunch of trouble for that with the most of the people on the shimmy disc label right and, uh, and so we so i just decided not to to go with that i was already doing uh the artwork and that was enough enough to keep me busy so i figured well i gotta make a living so i'm just well we, we should tell people about this these mobiles right uh yeah they're they're mobiles and uh what they call whirly gigs whirly gigs yeah and yeah. and kinetic sculpture and this it's mostly painted painted wood it's all cartoony stuff yeah yeah and the, and the dvd i i love it man it's bitching I'm I'm wondering though this gig that you did a couple months ago, you know, the first one in all these years. Was that your yeah. idea to do? There was only one dude from the old band. No, he was he died. He, he died actually too. died okay. uh Shit. last year in uh, April, a year ago. So nobody from the original band was in this reunion. <laughs> no. Reunion. He was on the record though. Uh, but he's on Williams. the record. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Our Centuries, as we called him in the, in the band. Well, I know one guy who was in the band that wasn't from the old days, Mike Baguetta, because he's the connect I have with you today. Yeah, yeah. And he came yeah. and did the guitar for the gig, right? Yeah, yeah. So he really did it well, too. He said it was a lot of fun. He dug it. He thought, thought it was totally insane, though. But he yeah. said you were kind of abusive on the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> you were throwing what? peanuts oh. at him or some shit. <laughs> oh, I was throwing stuff to him. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah we were throwing. Uh, I mean, I was really violent. We were throwing uh, circus peanuts at the audience <laughs> and uh, Clark bars. Okay. Well, they could hurt. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were kind of. They were kind of soft Clark bar. Kind of. They were kind of some kind of um, hybrid of. Clark 
Clark bars and Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> okay. I want to play. I'm going to go to hell when I die. God's a mighty man, he's got a master plan He's standing up in heaven, urinating on our heads No matter what you do, just face it, boy, you're screwed Oh, you're gonna go to hell when you die I'm going to hell, I'm going to hell Yes, I'm gonna go to hell when I die There'll be smoke coming out my ears and I'll burn two thousand Yes, I'm gonna go to hell when I die Oh, he pulls the wings of flies while he's making up a list He put us here on earth so he could smash us all to bits You never will be free, you might as well give in Oh, you're gonna burn in hell for your sins I'm gonna do hell, I'm gonna do hell Oh, I'm gonna burn in hell when I die Yes, I'm gonna go to hell when I die Our greeters Adolf Eichmann He'll meet you at the gate With lots of circus peanuts So hurry, don't be late He'll make you vote Republican Then shoot you in the head Oh, Jesus, please kill me when you can I'm gonna do hell I'm gonna do hell Yes, I'm gonna go to hell when I die down the stairs with a grease fire in my hair Picking up the soap in the middle of the air I'm going to hell, I'm going to hell Oh, I'm going to go to hell when I die There's smoke blowing out my ears And I'll burn ten thousand years Yes, I'm going to go to
cigarettes Lifetime of living has done its best To provide him with a world of regrets Getting weaker. 
getting weaker, you're just closer to death and nobody's saying a fucking thing anymore. Or they're saying too much. They don't say nothing, they say way too fucking much. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I get it, you're all addicted to outrage. It's cool, it's alright. You can be uh, tested for that, you know, the stigma. It's rampant, it's a fucking disease, it's a, it's a virus, okay, yeah, the stigma is everywhere, get tested for it, kids. So here comes the dead air alarm, here comes the dead air alarm, here comes the dead air alarm, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. When it comes, it sounds something like this. observant are you? How fucking unobservant are you? I have only one eye, and even I know what the fuck's going on. You must be a myopic motherfucker. I have one good eye, and even I know what the fuck's going on. Fucking moron. I can see when someone brings a purse dog to a friend's funeral. I can see how certain bathrooms are cheaper than a cheap motel. I can see $12.46 into a never-ending evening of beginnings that feel like endings that never begin to end. Yeah, that was last Saturday. What a great show that was. <laughs> Fuckers. I can see how a wide birth perspective would tend to keep the murderous thoughts at bay. Again, back to that shitty fucking show. Question. Does it feel like work yet? Answer. Probably. I wasn't kidding about the 1246... The joke that's not a joke. I wasn't kidding about the 1246. The joke that's not a joke. Like a bad comic strip that rationalizes the hell out of a nightmare that probably 
that probably, yeah, that probably feels like work. Unrelated, politely saying no to a little kid trying to sell you Girl Scout cookies outside the Fellini Kroger shouldn't make you cry when you get in your car, right? Unrelated, yes, I will key your shiny new fake ass red 65, that's in quotes, Monte Carlo, if and when you park it like an entitled fuckwad, I will key your shiny new fake ass red 65 Monte Carlo, if and when, if and when you park it like an entitled fuck. And a biscayne, chuckling for the rains came. Sentimental refrain, waiting on that freight train. Trampoline from a coin purse, from a clutch bag and a glove box. When the cigarette is over, they'll fly a nice pick to the moon. We're on the bus, each and every one of us. The way you hold your drink, it's tearing me apart. Put up on the bar stool How do you do? Was it good for the cop As it was for you? Parapoodles, one is dark And one has flaxen hair They ease into a trailer court They didn't seem to care Wiggling, giggling, picking bank cashes Twelve loaded rubber snouts up your Hollywood Beckons like crime that don't mean a thing it buys a nice pick to a better world. Small talk,
apples in an ashtray. Sleep eternal where the rains fell. Crispy stack of loins in the roaring heat. One more weekend shot to hell. Begging's like crying, it don't mean a thing. It just makes the ropes real tight. Regional manager's mustache. Mona Lisa's schizophrenic sugar shack. It's just a nice pick in a glove box. And it never met a can of beer like you. Small talk. Extract. Decode. Exude. Peter Show, last music for this edition. I'm going to go to hell when I die, Reverend Fred Lane. Ellie. Yeah, and then uh, here's some bands out of Knoxville. Uh, Bark with uh, World of Regret, Own Food, Dead Air, Alarm, and finally Fred, Reverend Fred Lane with Ice Pick to the Moon, which was, uh, yeah. yeah. So, how, how, you hadn't been on stage in a while, but was there a lot of practice for that gig? No. <laughs> well, we, we did it like three with the whole band. Yeah. We did um, the whole band with the, that right before the show that afternoon. Um, and then we went on like three hours later, I think, or two hours later. And that was the, that was, that was that one was practice. Fuck. It was the I don't know if you've seen any of the videos from that. No, I haven't, but I would like to. <laughs> Uh, Mike told me it was a blast. He dug it a lot, and uh, okay. and, and, and like, like it was kind of an event, right? No gigs for forty fucking years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there were people I, there. Really there were actually young people like, there too. I was surprised. What younger people? Yeah, there were a few of them, and then there were some old um, cadavers like me there too. <laughs> yeah, of course. But dude, there were some people from Tuscaloosa days. Uh, yeah, at Birmingham, okay. and a few Tuscaloosa people, too, yeah. Oh, that's right, the gig was at the Saturn, right? 
Saturn, Birmingham, yeah. Right, which has got the uh, Man or Astro Man drummer man. That's a kind uh, of, uh, Yeah, I can't yeah. remember his name, but uh, he's got a, a conch pad upstairs. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great... I played there last fall. Yeah. Great pad, great pad. So... Yeah, he 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 was on the uh, in the um, documentary. He said he would give his lung or his left lung. So we got some uh, liver from the kitchen there, <laughs> and uh, introduced well. And, and I claimed that that thanks a lot. Thanks a lot to him and on stage towards so, the end of this set. So, so, uh, so you know, you the regular gig is the whirly gig. Mm-hmm. Are you planning more gigs, uh, music? Uh, yeah, we we did before the the bubonic hit. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, right now. But you know, let's just postpone. We'll get back into playing again. But sure, I'd love to do that. Oh really? So my last, yes. If somebody asked you, why was there the big forty year gap then? Um, I don't know. It's just uh, it's just hard to get together with uh, that many diverse. Uh, talents and egos it's just you know to get the same people and uh, i was doing other things and then then your life is over there yeah yeah i understand uh (laughs) that was kind of gratuitous question that's kind of stupid of me sorry tim oh that's okay i'm stupid too younger people at the gigs if you're younger more younger we're all young right just some people are more younger Yeah, more younger. <laughs> We're less younger, but but if they ask you for advice, what would you tell them? Um, don't, don't take anybody's advice. <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> the Alfred thing is strong. Did you guys find out about Perubu? You know, they were way into that stuff too. I mean, the the the, the band. Oh yeah, they even took the name of the <laughs> the, the guy in the. Ubo the king. Yeah, yeah right. Neared, right? The first word of the play yeah. is shit. And it started a fight, yeah. I guess, when they did it in Paris. And talk about uptight people. So I like this idea. Yeah, don't take anybody's advice. Let the freak flag fly. And uh, especially in those days where you guys pretty much loners with boners. <laughs> Man, you're a poet. I didn't know it. Feet show it. They're Longfellows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really been an honor for me, though, and and and, and to see that you didn't, you know, it, no wine before it's time, right? Forty years. Hey, it's forty years, and we get yeah, this, aged. Right, right. We get over this. Starting to smell thing. good, yeah. And 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 putting together a band, and a lot of the the band probably is younger shift people, right? From or are there people uh, your age? Yeah, the the, our bass player is uh, this guy. I think he's the no. Well, actually, we had a, a substitute drummer because our drummer for the the Saturn uh, gig uh, had had a previous uh, place he had to play. But um, yeah, the drummer I think was in his twenties. I mean, that's and then the bass player's in his thirties. Yeah, so that's those are the youngest guys. That's happening. You know, that didn't happen in the old days. You didn't mix. I know, it didn't. You're right. You know, it was a, the, remember in those, I, I try to tell people about the old and the young, and that was a big deal in those days. 
Yeah. Not so much. And so maybe that's not that stupid because it's supposed to be different, like in Britain and Ireland and other, I mean, other countries. Absolutely. I mean, there was, there was such a division of the old and young. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, like I said, big honor for me to have you on the show, Tim. Thanks so much. Oh, it's fun to be here. And to hear about your adventure. And it was, you know, it wasn't like going along with the pack. You know, I love that. I love yep. that. So I gotta be what I is. That's it. That's it. Big love, man. Okay. Keep the keel in the water, but let that freak flag fly. People, it's been the April 25, 2020 edition of Wap Show. Keep your powder dry.